This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Southern Magnolia Smiles, a locally owned and operated dental office right here on Washington Avenue in Ocean Springs. Dr. Robbie Williams and his friendly staff provide convenient and quality dental care in a comfortable environment. Their number one goal is to make your experience an exceptional one by providing efficient and financially manageable treatment options just for you. Be sure to check them out on their website at southernmagnoliasmiles.com or reach out to them by giving them a like on their Facebook page or following them on their Instagram account. Now, let's jump into the episode. What's up, everybody? It's the Brown Water Banter Podcast. I am Jared Seymour. I'm Joey Cates. <laughs> and we're here with Jason today from Yeasty BC Homebrew Supply in Diaberville, uh, Mississippi, uh, located right uh, right there. What's the name? Of it? Is that Mallet Road it's right there? Mallet Road. Yeah, yeah right yep. there in Diaberville. I think a lot of people that watch the show know exactly what yeah. we're talking about. Um, man, when Joey first mentioned that we were going to get you in to come here and do this when I was super pumped, um, who doesn't like beer? And then who the hell doesn't want to make their own beer, right? Correct. At some point. I, Generally, the people who are a little intimidated by it and don't really know what to ask yet, they're a little bit, but we're really good at smoothing those, smoothing those guys out. Yes. Answering those questions. Yes. And uh, YouTube is great for that. There's yeah. tons of resources online. If you're even a little bit curious, yes. go hit the internet and uh, you'll be primed to come in and, and, and have a conversation and, and, and learn all those different you know t- trip uh, t- techniques and right. tricks and all that stuff to be brewing in really no time. It's pretty easy. Awesome. 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 So. Um, I, I mentioned before we started rolling, uh, <laughs> I'm pretty ignorant on this subject, so I'm going to be able That's to ask all the, all the good questions because I don't know. You're going to have to explain this okay. to me. Um, Joey, I think you mentioned this a second ago, too. Uh, conveniently enough, he and I worked at the at the Bow, so we were right. around the brew pub when it actually was yeah. brewing beer. Yeah. Uh, saw a little bit of that process, but again, I'm not in no, no way, shape, or form. I'm going to claim that I know what was really going down. There is a, there is a little bit of brewing terminology you have to learn. There's really not that much, but everyone, top down, even homebrewers, we love throwing around the brewing terminology. Okay, let's hear um, some. Yeah. You know, um, uh, pitching your wart. Okay. <laughs> sparging the grain. Right. You know, you've got three kettles, right? Three big tanks. Okay? Yes. But they're not called the same thing. You've got a mash tun. You've got a hot liquor tank. You've got a boil kettle. They look the same, but right. you've got just those little kind of fun little uh, details. Nice. Once you get it wow. down, you get it down. So, um, some uh, schooling going on. Yeah, here. the f- uh, first time I ever brewed beer, um, I was I spent the time with this book, the uh, uh, Joy of Homebrewing by uh, Charlie Papazian. It's been out since '82. Nice. Um, wow. um, I spent probably an hour searching for what in the world it meant to pitch my yeast. <laughs> and eventually, I'm like, tech with it. I'm just throwing it in there, which is really all you do is you just add it on top when you're done you put the lid on it you walk away you let the yeast start eating but the term pitching the yeast was where is it right is it? what does this mean yeah, yeah. Notes. i give up just yeah. put it in there and it turns out that's exactly what it is so, nice that's awesome um, what uh, so so what is your background uh, outside of this like how, how did you get into this whole world of brewing of brewing beer um i, I think a lot of folks at, at some point uh, in college me and a buddy we did one or two batches and it was kind of interesting and it came out all right um, and then you get busy doing other things and moving on. It wasn't until years later, actually about 10 years ago, uh, I was in the Navy and I was moving around and for some reason it kind of, um, uh, got to under my skin to try it again. And I was, uh, as you often do when you're in the military and moving, I put all my junk into a storage unit when I moved into town under new orders and just, I don't even know why I did it. I asked the lady behind the counter at the storage place, Hey, uh, are there any homebrew supply stores in town? She goes, yeah, there's one right behind you. Literally. I went, Across the there street, it <laughs> and this is in Norfolk, Virginia. It didn't say homebrew. It was uh, Wine and Cake was the name of the store. Can I can I drop the name of the store? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah hell yeah, um, yeah. That's um, what we're all about. They right. have to have a fairly good uh, homebrewing supply section, and then uh, also in town is another place that was even better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll get started on this, and that's just down that road. Um, uh, it's a great hobby for folks that are 
into cooking mm-hmm. that will build anything kind of DIY people. Right. right. Um, it's fairly cost effective to get into your price per batch for beer for doing five gallons, which is kind of the standard, uh, is, is pretty low. It's, you know, basically under a dollar per bottle. Um, which is even if yeah. you go buy it, it's pretty good. Right. Um, and it's a horribly great creative outlet for folks that are, um, interested and willing to depart from any recipe. Okay. So, so it's kind of like you, make your own. Do you, uh, yeah. Exactly. Do whatever you want. Here's the framework for a certain beer style. Let's call it an IPA. Okay. Right. But with the hops you use in IPA, you can go to town. You can be as experimental as you want. I think we carry 120 varieties right now. Wow. Gives you an idea of how much there actually is out there to play with. Um, and there's new styles being invented all the time. This style that's called a New England IPA or a hazy IPA, sometimes it's called, is only like three years old. Okay. People invented this, and they start running with it. And So there's uh, a science to it, obviously, but you're saying there's some art is involved as well, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah. There absolutely is. And, and, uh, Just like a point, chef, we right? Got a, we got a couple in front of us right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get into those. Try these little, here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell us what we got real quick. Yeah, hold on a second. Um, I want to mention a buddy of ours. We we talked a second ago. Uh, we got we got to mention Sydney on. He's the gonna court. be mad. He's gonna be super <laughs> mad about this. The way the schedule fell out, this kind of fell into place real quick, and we didn't. I didn't have a chance to reach out to him, but he's a good friend of ours, and uh, he loves doing homebrew stuff. He's actually mentioned you your your store to us before. Has he really? Very yeah, nice. yeah. I want to say he may have even been in there before and spoke to you. I'm not 100 percent sure on that, but uh, he had a lot of good things to say about it. So uh, Sydney, sorry about it, man. Uh, maybe this will maybe this will be a two part series. We can you make it back, up to yeah, him. yeah, and we'll make it up to him. Yeah, so. we'll do that. Um, so the first beer I want to I want to pour for you guys today is yes. a uh, it is a now what are these bottles called? Don't y'all have little cool names for your bottles? It's a growler. That's yeah, a growler. It's a growler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so this is one that actually my father did. We are a family owned business after all, and um, my uh, my father is the one who usually does the beer class on Saturdays. Free class, like ten a.m. Come on out and. Uh, uh, we will train you how to brew beer. Awesome. Sure. Every, is that it. every Saturday? Uh, every Saturday. Every yeah. Saturday. Wow. Unless something's going on. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're doing it. Nice. Um, which means we have a lot of beer at the house that we have to drink. <laughs> you got a big cup. <laughs> and um, <laughs> um, it can be a tad challenging from time to time. To okay. Go, Man, okay. This we're, smells should, good. Should we do a half batch this week? Yeah, we probably should because we're running out of kegs. Wow. You know, that kind of thing. Damn. Yeah. Um, uh, now, this anyway, is a so, brown color-ish. Yeah, that's brownish. It's the, the theme of the show. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, I wish we could see this because we do a camera. Yeah, this is um, <laughs> a fake lager. Okay. Okay. So two different styles, main categories of beer: lagers, which are fermented cold, around fifty degrees. That's where that yeast likes to be. Okay. Gives you a very crisp, very clean, slightly fruity beer. You're familiar with them. Every American pale lager, pale light lager, the the buds, the, everything yeah. with a light on the end of it is a is a lager. Log, correct. The other style or, or the other category would be what are called ales, and okay. ales are fermented warm. Those yeast like to be around seventy degrees. Um, they give you something that's much more robust, much more full flavored. So your IPAs is an ale, right. your stouts are ales, your pale ales, obviously. Um, right. Uh, most of the other beer styles are ales. They're very accessible. They're easy to do. They'll ferment at room temperature on your counter in your house, um, and they're much more accessible for homebrewers. Strangely enough, is that those loggers that we all like are act that they're so expressed in the marketplace uh-huh. are actually very difficult to do. And really? if really? your temperature's off, it'll show every imperfection. And and, and as an outsider looking in, Sorry. people no one's drank yet. No Everyone's one's drank no, yet. No, are we gonna drink? Okay, okay. Let's try it. It smells. That's really good. <sighs> so that, that is, is a very very close approximation. And you made this. My father made this one. Uh, and he's actually Damn. a pretty good brewer. So yeah. this one is almost a spot-on clone of a beer called Pilsner Urkel, which was the original Pilsner that was 
first um, I really done like up that. in yeah, Pilsen. I ain't bullshitting. I ain't bullshitting. Um, the, the, the Saws hops, that's in the, the, the hops that he used on this one. Yes. A very prominent style. It, it's a noble hop variety, so it's very, very old. Um, pretty good flavor on it, but mm-hmm. it's very crisp, very clean. This is the granddaddy, or the, the beer that it's approximating, is the granddaddy of every Pilsner lager that came after it. Okay. Really? It's still brewed today. Um, so every American lager that you have is actually a descendant of this. In other words, those guys that were brewing it kind of came over here, uh-huh. and they they changed it up and they they made some changes to it based on the ingredients they had at hand. Okay. Also, the American consumer right. has made some Different, changes yeah, to it. Right. Um, so what we kind of considered it as being kind of a tasteless uh, uh, beer without much character mm-hmm. actually started as something a bit closer to this. Well, that's what I want to ask. You made the comment. You said the the lager beer, that style of beer, right, yep. is what is what all of our light beer, uh, in other words, the most popular beers you, you consume right. in America. Yep. And it's harder to do because I feel like the this new wave culture of everybody getting into these what I call the fancy beers and all the yeah, IPAs yeah. and stuff, they shit on the lager and say that it's 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 boring. It tastes like right. water. It's all you know. It's not it's not uh, part, part a lot of, of flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, part part of that I think is because of um, a, a very um, uh, legitimate hostility towards uh, the way beer has been advertised to the American consumer over the last fifty years. Okay, uh, the way it's been uh, you know. Um, put on the, the, the shelf as if there was only two types, right? There's yeah. beer and then there's light beer. Okay. And right. like the reason I brought this to you today is to kind of give you an illustration of how many styles there actually are all over the yeah, world. And there's, there's tons. Yeah. So what the American consumer is being told about what beer is was way off the mark, uh, especially when you get into home brewing, 78. Um, Jimmy Carter legalizes home brewing in the United States. Okay. Um, Mississippi didn't get around to legalizing it until, what, I had it written down. Couple years ago, yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, no so way. Six years. Are you serious? Yeah, dead serious. Um, uh, which kind of always last. So, <laughs> well, oh man, it was Alabama the same the same year. Right, so huh. don't feel so bad. Um, That's not a good. N- no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get back around to this yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in a second. But um, so we kind of got to rediscover what what beer could be and what it is in other places, which is fascinating. The world opens it, it up. Democratized to you. it, right? It allowed it, people to get creative, right? It really did. Yeah. Right. We wouldn't have the New England style today if we hadn't legalized brewing before. That was that was homebrewers that came up with that. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, someone got creative, and, and that, 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 those are the guys who do it. Also, the guys that are starting breweries, the guys that are starting brew pubs, they're all homebrewers, and right. we have some great ones right now in this area that are about to start up some uh, some brew pubs in uh, in 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 the Gulfport Biloxi area. Okay, so stand by for that, and that's only been legal for two years in Mississippi. Okay, let me ignorance kicking in here again. Okay. So we've got local breweries around here now. We do. Okay, right. they're not considered a brew pub, right? They're distributors. Correct. And this is going to get into some legal stuff. Is that right? Yep. They they have to brew their beer. They have to sell it to the state. No, they sell it to, to, uh, distributors. to distributors. That's right. It's not uh, that's liquor. I'm thinking of. Yeah. So they sell it to a distributor. That distributor then has to turn right around and sell it back to. The stores that wants to, to 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 carry that beer exactly correct. Yep. Now some of them, I think, or all of them, can sell to the consumer direct in their brewery, but there's what's the law there? What's the? It's a ten percent. So as of right now, um, they can't sell more than ten percent of their total volume correct. to consumers directly in their brew pub. Okay, so there's a cap on it, and that's actually a pretty low cap. But that's what that's called a brew pub. So like, yeah. No, well, here, here's if you're going to distribute. You can sell a certain percentage of what you make to your consumers in your own little store, right? Okay. However, if you're not going to distribute, and 100% of what you sell goes to those consumers, mm-hmm. that's a brew pub. 
Okay. Okay. That's okay. the difference. So a brew pub is not distributing at all. They're not selling directly anything. to their consumer, and that just became legal two years ago. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and they did that, and then as of right now, the gold rush is on for all the home brewers that are interested in right. future folks to try and get into the brew pub game. Do we have any brew pubs that are already open right now? Because I'm assuming oh, yeah. the names that I know, like the Chandeliers and the mm-hmm. the uh, uh, what's the one over in Bay St. Louis. Um, uh, you thinking it'll, it'll come to me in a minute? You thinking uh, uh, Lazy Magnolia? Correct. Oh, I'm talking Lazy. They're up in uh, they're in Hattiesburg, aren't they? No, no, no. They're right over here on the coast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get a little confused. Yep. Um, uh, those are largely guys that have been in the distribution model, and they have open brew pubs that you can go drink there as well. I've been there. That's why. Yeah. I said, yeah. What I had a great about? time. Here's an example. Yeah. Um, Music, beer. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. Our buddy Dave Macon uh, just opened Puff Bellies yes. Pizza and Brewery. Yes. I've been seeing our, their stuff it's, online. It's our building. It's the same building as us. It's just mm-hmm. a little further down, and he's brewing his own beer. Okay, yeah, as well right. as some other stuff as well. Um, we've got our our buddy um, uh, Martin Conrad is mm-hmm. about to open up the Craft Advisory Brew Pub on Government Street in Ocean Springs. Yeah. Spring. Yeah, 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 we're, yeah. We're, we're my band's playing a show the night they're opening up. I Are think you it's really fourth? I believe not there, but on on Government Street. So we're all like going to flood his place. So. I might yeah. be closing my my shop early that yeah. night to get out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll see you there. Um, <laughs> I, I've heard there's another guy that we know of that's opening another place on Porter Avenue in Ocean Springs as well. I don't have any details on that yet. Okay. Um, but they are going to start popping up. And here's the really interesting thing about this. If you wanted to get into the distribution system, mm-hmm. uh, you'd have to take millions of dollars Yeah. To, to do that. However, if you're the home brewer and you know how to brew beer and you're interested in, hey, there's a little place on the corner that I could probably get started in, you could actually take your own money, a couple grand, build your own brewery from scratch in your garage right. to get started doing that. Really, I, I, yeah. the bar is so low now. See, I get aggravated, and I shared an article the other day through the Brownwater page um, about it was more about the liquor and how liquor law is oh, in yeah. the state, right? And I mentioned that a second ago. You have to sell it to the state. Everything comes through the, the ABC, right? Yeah. And I'd love to have one of those guys come in Taxes. and explain to us why that's a good <laughs> system, right? And I know it all goes back to prohibition and how everything was legalized. It does. But yep. it, it, it's, it chokes out the market. It's not, it's yeah. like you're saying, it, it create the barrier to entry is so much higher than it's, when you have to do stuff like that. It's hard to find anybody who's not benefiting from the three-tier system, that's what it's called. Okay. Um, who... It's, who yeah? You know, it's hard to find anyone who's 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 who is benefiting. Who's from benefiting it. that will actually say anything good about it, yeah. right? Um, it, it's a, it's kind of a chaotic. It's an interesting idea, right? Okay, we're going to separate these for regulatory purposes. The the guys who are making it from the guys who retail it from the guys who are transporting it, maybe. But in practice, it hasn't worked very well. Um, it, it has kind of become a duopoly everywhere it's gone. Yeah. Um, they kind of coalesces down into two different. Um, companies everywhere that kind of right. control the market more or right. less. Um, it, and here's the other thing too. How about uh, hobby distilling? Um, other countries have started to legalize uh, hobby distilling, you know, just around the house for s- smaller volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's no people making moonshine around here? Right, exactly. Yeah. I know there is. <laughs> um, uh, and, and probably 98% of it is for personal use. Right. Um, there are there are organizations out there that are, are trying to make more noise about uh, legalizing hobby dis- uh, hobby distilling. Um, I don't know much about it. We're more beer people. I, I prefer my beverages around 5%. Okay. Uh, not that I don't love a scotch here and there, but yeah. thank you um, very much. I was going to ask, do you know <laughs> yeah. what 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 the percentage is on this one here we're drinking? That's under five. Okay. Yeah, okay. they both are. That's usually where I keep, right. we keep our beers at. Okay. Um, and this is this is not uncommon because a lot of home brewers we like to be able to enjoy what we've made. Um, we don't want to get get stupid on it. Right. It's about that craft. So we, we <laughs> yeah. people just generally keep it low, five percent. Right. It's what's called a session beer. Right. Okay. So, um. Anyway, so. 
I'm sorry. Where was I? Uh, I was enjoying the shit out of this. Yeah, that's a good beer. Mine's going. So y'all are okay. I'm babysitting. I'm talking to me. All right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'll I'll take. Yeah, he did a Um, he did a really good job. He really did a good job. I, I would like to ask. Now, he did that at your shop, or he has his brewing. He has it set up at his house. We, we, this is one of the days when we did a, a class. Okay. Really? Yeah. And um, so, and when I called it a fake lager initially, yes, it's fake because we used a uh, yeast on it uh, that's very clean, but it's that's considered good. an ale Damn yeast. Good. So even though it ferments warm, in fact, this one ferments really hot, and I'll get to that a little bit later. Yeah. Um, it'll produce a beer that's very, very similar to a lager without the aging time, without having to have the temperature control on it. Um, so there are ways of cheating some of those 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 rules a little okay. bit. Um, uh, there's just so many yeasts that are out there, and there's so much to work with these days. This one actually comes from Norway. It's a Norwegian yeast strain called a Kvike. It's okay. uh, been Sounds around there Norwegian. forever. Sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, remember I said that ale yeast like to be around 72 degrees? Yeah. Um, if you go higher than that, you know, 74, 75 uh, most ale yeast will start producing what are called esters that aren't favorable. They, yeah. the, the little sour apple or banana esters that don't taste good in the beer. But this, this Kvike yeast, has the curious ability to get up to 100 degrees without off flavors. It'll wow. ferment very fast. That gives like, you a big window, right? So you can do it in it your does. garage. Exactly, which is why down here when it's hot and blazing <laughs> yeah. in the summer, uh, we, we could make break... that in our garage. Yes. It's remarkable. We could break 100 in our garage yeah. down here in South Mississippi. <laughs> maybe, not, August, yeah, maybe not yeah. the peak of yeah. summer. Yeah. You better get me a to... yeast in here that's good up to like 150, <laughs> yeah. all right? And then we'll start talking. Um, yeah. Not August, but every yeah. other month we could. Uh, they're also they're very fast. They're, they're, this would probably fermented in three days. Okay. And it was done. Can we do it like this? Let's talk then. What... Because I'm assuming a lot of people listening to this don't don't brew their own beer. Yeah. Like let's break it down to elementary school. Okay. And and what what are okay four, you, four ingredients? There right? we go. That's four what only four. Okay. You've got your your malted barley. You've got your hops. You've got your yeast, and you got your water. That's it. Okay. Elementary beer. That's it. You don't need anything else. Malted barley. Everyone knows them. You guys know what malted barley is or what malting entails. I don't think so. Let okay. us know. You just take the grain. You take your, your, your regular grain that comes out of the field. Right. You're going to get it in a nice t- temperature controlled environment. Usually it's a big warehouse type deal. Uh, they get it wet. They get it warm. They let it germinate for a few days. Okay. okay. It develops a little root on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a few days, they halt the process. They heat it up. They kill it to, uh, to kind of give it a light roasting and that, mm-hmm. that little root will fall off. Right. You now have malted barley. Okay. Mm-hmm. What that means is that um, on the inside of that, that um, that little kernel, um, um, it's developed. Um, see, now I'm losing blank because I'm. No, we're enjoying the beer, yeah. of course. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Into all the science, all that <laughs> at the gate. Yeah, um, uh, it's become what's called a modified malt. So it's mm-hmm. developed uh, enzymes in it that will allow the conversion of starches to sugars. Correct. Right. Because oh, all we've got before is sugar. A right. Starch. Chemistry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, project we're doing. So here. the next step is to take that grain and you're going to crack it through a mill. To make it the, so the water can get on the inside of it, and you're going to get it into a container of water at about 150 degrees, and keep it there for about an hour. And what's happening is those those little molecular engines are going to work, and they're converting starches to sugars. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's what we're going to feed the yeast. Okay. All right. So after that's done, you remove the grain, which is now spent grain from the liquid. Okay. And what you have then is wort, which is basically young unfermented beer. If you're going to make a distilled beverage like whiskey, okay? That's what they do. They do that mashing process, uh, and then they ferment what's left over, okay? okay? In the case of beer making, what we do is we get it to boil, and then we start adding hops to it. 
All right. So and it starts out, both those processes start out the same. They do. Exactly. Okay. Then they so like we, have we pitched the wart yet? No, we have not. <laughs> we, don't, we don't pitch anything yet. Okay. We're still um, standing there holding uh, the ball. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So yeah. we have our, our big our big uh, kettle of uh, of wort, and we're going to get it to boil, and we're start, starting adding hops to it. Okay? Sounds like some Lord of the Rings and, shit. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> what happens when we add hops uh, is there's, there's basically two compounds in those hops that we're after. Uh, we have some... Um, Alpha acids, which is uh, basically a fancy term for a um, uh, a resin of sorts, and that's where our bitterness comes from. Okay. Uh, we put that in because we have to have that boiling in order for those alpha acids to become bitter, to add bitterness to the beer. That's what counteracts the sweetness of the malt. So we have that nice balance. Right. Um, also, there are uh, volatile oils that come along with the hops as well, and they provide flavor and aroma to our beer. Okay. We've got a trade-off, right? The longer they're in boiling... We get the bitterness, but we lose the flavor and aroma. Okay? okay. They evaporate out. Right. So we actually have usually two or three additions of hops during that hour-long boil. Okay? Bittering hop goes in first. Those are in the whole time. Towards the end, we're at some point, depending on the recipe, we're going to throw more hops in there. And we do that so we can retain flavor and aroma of those hops in that finished product. Okay. Kind of so when the other ones are boiling off, we're throwing more in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, at the end of that hour, you're going to... Turn off the flame. You're going to cool it a whole thing down. Usually an ice bath is what most beginners start with because you've got a kettle on your stove, about a five-gallon yeah. kettle. You're going to get an ice bath for about 45 minutes to cool down. You want to get under 80 degrees. There's some parallels here with boiling crawfish, I'm feeling. Yeah. Are there really? Okay. No. Kind of doing the same bit, pot. A little bit. A little bit. You're yeah, definitely going to have some beer while right. you're it's not boiling a crawfish. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's once also you, another trick. Once you get it cold, you put it in your fermenter. You pitch your yeast on top of it. Oh, you got that. You put your airlock on it which is basically a little fancy little gizmo with a uh, little water in it or some sanitizer, and that allows the CO2 to escape without other bugs or bacteria getting in. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then you just leave it alone because you don't make beer. We don't make beer. We make wort. The yeast makes the beer, right? They we do the work for us. Thank you, man. They just go to town. I know, right. right? Thank you. Uh, that, that, that's basically you're going to leave it, let it go till it's done fermenting. Uh, all the yeast is going to fall out to the bottom as well as whatever hops were remaining in there. Uh, then you siphon off to another container, and you can either put it in a keg or, or bottle it. Um, and who the hell came up go. with all that? You know what yeah. I mean? That's who, what I'm wondering. You know, who started that that, cha- that champion of history that just hasn't been identified yet. I don't know, but uh, he needed a beer awful bad by the time <laughs> he had it done. <laughs> he was probably married. <laughs> what else can I do to stay out of this house? <laughs> let's uh, pitch some yeast. I'm kidding. Yeah. You guys want to try the second one? Yes, let's yes. do it. Okay. So all this stuff that you're talking about. You carry all these products in your shop, oh, yeah. everything you need. So, mm-hmm. I mean, could the normal person with just like a, a gumbo pot start his own, oh, yeah. his or her own? As, as a matter of fact, the kettle that I started with did double duty between gumbo and beer. Really? Because, like I said, I like to cook too. Nice. Uh, gumbo beer. Rude. I mean, well, it, come on it's now. a stainless steel kettle, so I'm sure that they, there wasn't yeah, any but a marketing as a marketing <laughs> ploy. That's what I'm getting at. Gumbo beer. If you saw that around This one here, looks a little darker. Yeah, this is this is oh, a yeah. this is a chocolate peanut butter porter. Wow! Ooh, and this one is mine. Good. And we Ooh. did this one last for. for a reason. I, I gotta. I'm sitting here thinking, and I gotta be honest. I think I've been on record on the podcast, definitely in life, but on record on the podcast, wow. I believe already. I'm not a huge IPA uh, IPA fan. It's not. Yeah, my, my I'm not thing. either. I'm not either. Good, I'm, good, good. As far as a standard IPA, Sydney. However, is. yeah, my buddy <laughs> said he loves it. These to, New Englands are to, just blowing me away. Right all now. the ones are right. totally different beer. All the ones that I've drank to me taste like grapefruit juice, and I may be the only one okay. who thinks that, and that's just this my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. However, a sour IPA by Chandelier Brewing Company, they have I forget the name off the top of my head. Okay, is amazing. Okay, and I love it. 
It's awesome. Props to them. Yes. That uh, brewmaster they have out there is incredible. Okay. Um, it's it's awesome. They are they are doing it the right way. I think that by they're constantly getting something new out in front of the consumer, and All that's right. what you got to do. Yeah. Um, and it's quality, and I love their sour series as well. I didn't. Uh, I've never really had a sour beer until yep. probably a year and a half, year ago. Yep. And I, I would have not thought I would have liked that. I pass I, on a lot of IPAs. Well, it's, it's a well, it's a balanced sourness, right? They're going to add some fruit or something else to. It's not just sour I beer. Think I like them the more sour it is. I really? Think, yeah, I'm weird, nice. dude. I don't know. Okay. But is is no can you help me out with this? Is is you're right. Is is a sour an IPA automatically or is no. that okay. So no. you could be a sour anything? Yeah, I fact I've never heard of a sour IPA. So that a little innovation. Maybe there. I've said that Dang, wrong. That's they may, they may be in the comments section down here in a minute like no, you got that wrong. Smell asshole. it first. Could be. No, you're right. Their beer is a sour beer mm-hmm. and I had a sour IPA in Nashville. Okay. That is correct. Okay. I said that wrong. I'm okay. glad you. I'm glad you corrected me on that. Um, yep. So with wow. even within the IPAs, right? IPAs were meant to be that's very, very bitter. Damn, think? that's good. Tell me what this is again. It's a chocolate. It's chocolate peanut butter porter. So this Damn. this came out here. One of the books I brought. Okay. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is this is my copy. Clone brews. Okay. This is this is an older book now, and it's got in here clone recipes. It just would sound like for tons of commercial beers, right? Okay. So Anchor Steam. There's a good example. Um, in this book, there's a little bit on the beer itself. There's three different ways to make it. Okay. We'll get into it later. Extract, beginner, basically the beginner stuff. Down here's the all grain, which is kind of the advanced brewing. Um, uh, and uh, there's something in the middle that's not real popular because once you start going all grain with your brewing, that's kind of where you stay at. Um, but this beer that we just tried is a, I would call it, I guess it's a clone, of uh, Terrapin's uh, Liquid Bliss. But a buddy of mine said, this is just awesome. You have to make one of these. Okay. Uh, well, Terrapin doesn't make the beer anymore, and they didn't really have it on the market long enough for lots of people to come up with clone recipes. So all I did was I made a, came up with a porter recipe and added a little chocolate and a little peanut butter uh, extract to it, and that's what I got. Dead it's simple, good. really easy. This is but really it was good. actually really close to. I can't get the the beer now to sample them side by side. It kind of mm-hmm. kills me. But that yeah. one did come out pretty good. How so. do you get the chocolate flavor in there? It's an extract. Dude, okay. it okay. smells. On the shelf. It's okay. a na- it's a natural extract. It smells like a coffee um, almost. I think it, I added kinda. two yeah. ounces of peanut butter extract and three ounces of chocolate, if I'm not mistaken. Here's the other thing about homebrewers, especially if you come out. We got homebrew clubs around this area. I was wanting to get to that. Um, you will never find a more um, uh, giving bunch of people friendly outgoing that want to share all their knowledge they will. to everybody not yeah. only will they tell you what's in their recipe they'll tell you why it's there they'll tell mm-hmm. you what else they've used in the past they will help you out like nobody's business so nobody's yeah. that high horse saying i'm not going to give you right. my recipe no, no there really isn't yeah um and and if someone did that it would just be considered a, uh, a challenge for someone else to destroy to, to find it and be it. To, to figure it out yeah. you know that's <laughs> kind of, the other way um uh no <laughs> really nice the, the the group that uh we have there on that's um um, we've been seeing the most of is uh, the Biloxi Order of Brewers. I hadn't heard of that. Okay. Regular no, people were the boobs. The yeah. Biloxi Order of Brewers. <laughs> I uh, like it. Find like us it on Facebook. Like <laughs> yeah. See, you can't forget it now. Right, Biloxi yeah. Order of Brewers. Uh, they're on Facebook. Uh, it is a completely open, um, uh, informal group of folks. Uh, we meet probably every month or two, usually at someone's house or at the store or uh, this kind of thing. And it's just, it's just bring out some beer you made, and, or even if you didn't. And ask some questions and meet some folks. It's a great time. Y'all kind of like you say, you bring out stuff. That you, you sample made, it out. Samples it and say, "Oh yeah, it. oh nice, yeah, nice. that's cool." Yeah. 
do, do y'all do any kind of uh, local competition brewery stuff, or is it is it not a competition kind of thing? It's people? not a competition, not okay. not even remotely. I like that. Yeah, I like there that. are competitions out there. Right. Okay. If you do get into it and you want to, any locally um, or or not so much. No, not okay. any locally that I know of yet. But okay. that's that's aside because there's the ones that are going on all over the country. You can send your beer to them remotely and and be entered that way. In fact, that's how most people do the competition. Is they'll they take depending on what the competition wants the uh, two beer bottles with you know silver caps and you send them in through the mail and then they get judged in the competition. Wow, uh, that's actually what this book in front of you. This is actually the beer judge certification program guidelines. Wow, that's that uh, there are actually uh, beer judges and you have to get certified that, to do yeah. it. Yeah, that's pretty, and, uh, pretty legit. They're usually pretty good. So if you are a home brewer and you want to uh, you know have your product judged by a professional or you know somebody certified professional. Um, there's tons of um, um, places around the country all the time doing competitions you can send one off to and get feedback That's on awesome. it. That is that is really cool. It, it has blown my mind, the yeah. science we have learned already. <laughs> I thought you just poured some beer out of a bottle somewhere, but no, we're, we're really no. pumping it out. Um, uh, question for you guys, because um, you were saying before the show that um, you had worked uh, mm-hmm. down here at the casino the when they did it. Yeah. Um, uh, any idea why they didn't start that back up? That's a great question. I don't know if it was the cost of the equipment. Cause they, I know they, a lot of it got destroyed in Katrina. Did oh, it really? 100%. Yeah. Oh, okay. All of it got, yeah. it was all, yeah. I mean, it's copper, right? All the stairs. Theirs were. Theirs, theirs were. probably copper. were. Yeah. They had three big tanks. Yeah. Uh, they were encased in glass so that everyone could see it. Um, it was all destroyed through the Katrina. brewmaster would okay. just come out there while yeah, everybody. I don't. I don't know the decision behind that. Showmanship, but it, yeah. it, you know, like like what you're saying, it's the, you know, there's a culture of people that are really into this, and I mm-hmm. even as a marketing ploy for them back then. I mean, we people used to always talk about the Biloxi Blonde and yeah, going there, Biloxi Blonde, trying the sampler of beers really? from from Super Light, which I think the Blonde might have been the, the Blonde lightest, was the lightest, all the way okay. up to a, a stout I, and I, a. Um, I knew the name of the stout too, and I had it in my head. I can't remember. I don't either, but that's kind of how we got our exposure to yeah. a couple. The of first beers. brew I ever saw, because I, right. I, I don't even think it was. It wasn't legal. Obviously, it wasn't legal then to do that. That's that's my question. It. No, yeah, it was, but they were on the water. I don't know if that had something to do with it. Or maybe not. so. Yeah. Maybe so. Um, and but, they were selling direct to the consumer there. Right. Now they weren't distributing anything at all. They, mm-hmm. You couldn't yeah. get it in the store. Well, you know, it's a casino. They have lawyers. I'm sure they <laughs> they knew exactly what yeah. was going. Yeah, on. yeah. it wasn't um, a little red yeah, little yeah. red tape cut. Yeah, yeah. But that uh, do y'all have any beer at your store to purchase? So if yeah. I walked in there, not ours. We can't sell ours. Right. Um. We we do have uh, growlers that we can fill. Right now we've got um some stuff on tap from Southern Pro, from Parish, which is uh, pretty good stuff too, and Chandelier. Oh, okay. Really? So okay. We, we do do growler fills as well. Nice. Um. But uh, uh, we are kind of in the process of trying to get our licensing done so we can be a brew pub as well, yeah. even on a smaller scale. Um, we don't want to forget about the homebrew stuff. That's that's our, our bread bar. We actually got into. It may not probably doesn't mean anything. We actually got nominated for homebrew store of the year by Hell one yeah, of our customers this year. Yeah, uh, it's first year. We're three and a half years in. Uh, I'm kind of in the middle of doing a bunch of remodel at the store anyway. So uh, we'll see what comes out of it. But to be nominated by someone that it's like, and yeah. it, I know the reason why is because we spend so much time, especially with beginners that coming in, explaining, giving them the tour, letting them see and put hands on these ingredients, and that, it demystifies it. That's awesome. Because I don't want people thinking, oh man, all grain, it's it's too much for me. It's not. Right. It's uh, easy. I, I'm, I'm about 80% sure it was Sydney, but uh, I can't remember, but I know I got feedback from your store that you your, you or your dad or your staff or whatever mm-hmm. was extremely friendly and um, more than willing to, to what you just said, to walk I, somebody from... I appreciate that. Completely yeah. doesn't know anything to to like. How long do you want to stay here and talk? You yeah. know, is what I was told. I, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can, absolutely. I can attest and, to that. And, and uh, you know, here's a place that 
uh, is just gotten this and people don't really know what it is, you better build your business around explaining customer it. service, right. yeah, and education. And that's what we've done, right? And that's really what we've done, and we made it interesting and, and fun uh, uh, for those folks to get into it. Um, so you're Google. You're the Google of the brewing world. Kind of am. At least well, better than Google <laughs> and, because you can get personal yeah. experience and, and actually direct e- answers. Even with nine, ten years of brewing experience, mm-hmm. I'm still a novice in many ways. Okay. Right. Those guys that are you know write those books in '82. Uh, and that Charlie's not the only one. They are just mad gurus in terms of knowledge, and it, it's the kind of thing where you get you, you get um, into it as much as you want to when you're ready to do it. Yeah. You peel that next layer of that onion when you're ready to do it. When right. when you're man, I'm really enjoying this. You know, this week I'm just enjoying the heck out of it, and I'm and nothing's going to change next week. I'm going. I'm really curious about this new this new yeast and how it works. And you find a podcast and you just, you're peeling back that layer of right. and you're like, there's you something else I didn't know. The rabbit hole. Exactly. I love it. Um, so horribly good. Here's the thing too. Like I said, I, I was mentioned um, the, the two ways of brewing the, uh, the extract, which was the beginners use. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and the uh, all grain, which is kind of, I characterize as the advanced kind of stuff. Uh-huh. As you get it, adv- kind of go more advanced towards the, the, uh, the all grain, you make better beer. You make it cheaper per batch, and you get more control over what you're making. Um, and that's fascinating to see, you know, the advanced stuff as actually cheaper. You can be making a batch of beer for 20 25 bucks easy. Really? Five, oh, yeah. What's a do batch? Grain, did, you, did we already say five, that? Five gallons is okay. kind of standard. That's a lot of beer. You can do whatever you want. I can, we, I'll we scale can it. Just give me a straw. <laughs> yeah. we, we have software we can scale it down to a gallon if you want or, or as big, okay. as, big or small as you want. Um, but it's uh, so accessible to do, even on a budget, um, if you just – Take the time to, to give it a shot. Can you so. walk us through um, if when I walk in your store, what am I going to see? What what all is there? Obviously, it's everything, but can can you explain it? Like um, you've got your yeah uh, fermenters, right? right? All right. the equipment you need is in there. Uh, we do have some kettles around, some smaller kettles that a lot of beginners will use. But we find that a lot of folks don't need them because they're doing gumbos, they're doing yeah, crawfish, crawfish boils. Pies. They've already got the kettle they need. It's sitting in the garage. They don't even know it. Um, uh, the equipment's not too expensive. It's about a hundred bucks to get started with all the equipment that you need. Everything, uh, except, like I said, except for the kettle, which okay. most people have. Yeah, that's yeah. everything. That's okay. two fermenters, that was, that was a volley bucket. Yeah. that's all the siphoning Dude, equipment. That's a, that's a low barrier to entry, right? It there. is. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as the ingredients go, a beginner kit will range anywhere between say thirty to fifty dollars, depending on what you want so to do. We're about one fifty right now if you got a pot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if, if you do a, a beers that are that are big beers, either higher in alcohol. Or, or hugely, you know, bitter uh, with lots of hops, like big IPAs. It's right. going to go a little higher than fifty bucks per batch. Your ingredients. It's your ingredients. Just more ingredients. How, how does that work? How does the the alcohol? How yep. do you do the alcohol? How do you get higher alcohol content? More sugar. The more the, sugar. In this guys, case, more, more more conversion. More right. more more barley. Yeah. More grain. Uh, okay. So that that's the way that works. Um, uh, now to go. I'm gonna grab this again if that's okay. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna drink one. it all, bro. Yeah, um, I actually like both of them. I, I like the dark better, and that's weird because I usually drink light. And I would beer. tell you if I didn't like it. Uh, well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, the um, see, so we uh, we've got 120 varieties of hops right now. About that, um, we've got uh, lots of uh, liquid and dry yeast. Um, Here's a dumb question. Yeah, you, how do, how is it packaged the hops in your store? <laughs> oh, it's a good question. Um, it's in a vacuum sealed uh, nitrogen. Um, fancy, uh, flushed uh, bag. Usually yeah. they come in one like ounce a, or two like ounce. A coffee bags. bag, one like a coffee bag. Okay, kind of like that. It's, yeah. it's I didn't know four by four quantity of yep. volume wise how yep. much we were talking. Generally, about. generally speaking, you talk you an ounce at a time or two ounces at a time of, of the hops. We do have uh, pound bags as well for 
uh, some folks are doing IPAs. <laughs> they got to buy it by the pound. Yeah. Because it's the only way it's it's doable to do that. Uh, and they won't use the whole pound per batch, of course. But um, uh, and then um, uh, and those are usually pelletized. Here's the thing too. For it, uh, the hop is a, a cone-shaped flower, right? Yep. Um, and what they do is uh, we do get them, and sometimes that are that are whole hop. But these days, most people use pellets where they basically take all these hops, they put them through a machine that turns them into a little green. looks like a, a rabbit pellet type yeah. thing. Yeah. Is that um, they're, viewed as... <laughs> no, they're very good, actually. Okay. They're great it's not for like, hey, man, I'll do pellets. Yeah. Like, I only mess no. with the real <laughs> stuff. <laughs> right? um, no, there's not that They store really well. They're easy to measure out. Um, they're okay. exactly the same in terms of... Um, uh, what they do in the beer. You don't lose any quality to them. Uh, it allows us to carry a lot more variety. Um, keeps the cost down as well. Just easier to handle uh, all around. It's a lot easier to handle. I, yeah. I, th- when I, I think when I think of hops, I think of like the Samuel Adams commercials. Yeah. Don't they always yeah. like sling them out on or the Or he's like the, the green. Green. two hands yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Smelling yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, actually, a fun experiment to do when you're when you're brewing is, because uh, I'm always drinking a beer, of course, um, when you're doing when you're doing your, your malt on the on the cooktop, have, drink that beer while you're doing it, right? And then when you crack open that little bag of hops, just smell it. Give it a good smell, and then drink your beer again. And you're gonna all of a sudden those those hop characteristics Ooh, in the beer you're drinking yeah. are gonna, gonna start stand popping out. out. Yeah, okay. that's awesome. That. When, when I um, think of a hoppy beer, and correct me, I mean I, I guess everything's a little bit subjective, right? But yeah. one of the ones that to me, when you open up, uh, and it's not necessarily my favorite beer, I really like it, uh, but a Heineken, yeah. it seems like super potent with the hop smell to me is that is now are you drinking it out of the bottle or you're yes. pouring the glass no out of the bottle okay. as soon as i open the bottle i can smell it like if you pour more it distinct than any other beer bud light obviously because yeah. it's probably not as hoppy right yep. of course I, all the other beers mm-hmm. don't do that you're like also a, talking two different styles of beer correct yeah. correct but yep. like the heineken style to mm-hmm. me is when you open it, it's like True. i can smell that beer try pouring it in a glass and it's it, i like it i like the way it is yeah. but you're saying when, it'll decrease that no it'll increase it when oh. you when you we drink a beer out of a glass not just you get to appreciate the color and the clarity, head head retention and that that hop aroma. You usually get a much better uh, sense of what that's like out of a glass than you do out of the bottle. It's more air hits just like with it's a like bourbon. a wine, just like Ex- bourbon or exactly. wine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for home brewers, most part we don't drink out of the bottle. We mm-hmm. you know we, we pour it in a glass. Really, uh, and we've earned. I mean that the, the color, the clarity. You earned it. You you built it. You appreciate it. it. Yeah. So finished product. Um, exactly. So that's, that's, that's awesome. That is cool. That is cool. So uh, do we walk through the store in our heads all the way through? You said the, bit. you got um, the, the, like I said, we've got all the equipment that you need in terms of uh, fermenters um, um, and, and the other equipment. We've got kits made up uh, that are ready to go. Just grab one off the shelf. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you just come in with an idea, Hey, I like this beer, X beer. We'll see if we can find a clone recipe for it. And we can build you a kit for that. Damn, we do that a lot. Damn. Um, if you like a style, we can look through and find uh, several options as far as a certain style. Uh, if you just come in off the screen, hey, I like IPAs. Okay, well, let's put something together. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we have, we have, I think, oh, geez. I don't even know how many base grains I've got right now. Five main base grains that you use for brewing beer. Uh, you're going to have a pale ale malt. You're going to have Brewer's Two Row. You're going to have um, a Vienna malt. Um, you're going to have, I'm forgetting a couple of them, Pilsner. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have, usually you got a couple different, um, um, uh, German malts as well. And those form the, the, the majority of your brewing grain, like up to 90% of it, right? The rest of it, the stuff that gives you interesting flavor and color and sweetness and this kind of stuff is what are called specialty grains. And we just got a full selection of those as well. So there's nothing that we don't have in terms of ingredient-wise. So if you're looking to brew a style, you, you can cover it. Oh, yeah. Anything you want. Yeah, Belgians. What's uh, what's your favorite personally? Um, 
favorite beer style. Yeah, is that like asking somebody that's no. in music their favorite everyone, style or everyone, band or something? Everyone that I brew with, everyone I talk to, knows exactly what the answer to that is. Okay, they're screaming at the camera. Or yeah. the they are. Right now. They know what I'm about to say. Okay. It's, it's a Vienna lager. Okay. I don't know that I've ever had that. Uh, have you ever had a um, uh, Negro Modelo? Yes. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Dos Equis Amber, I believe it is. Yes. Yes. Victoria. I love Modelo, okay. though. What do those three beers all have in common? No clue. They're all kind of d- a darkish color, right? Well, they're all from, they're all from Mexico. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Too. Why is a Vienna Lager? From Mexico. From Mexico. Yeah. No clue. Uh, remember I said about the beer styles? Some actually have a pretty interesting history, and this one is that back um, when Napoleon God, Napoleon III decided to conquer Mexico, he sent General Maximilian to go and, and conquer Mexico, and he was from Austria, right? Okay. So behind this invasion of Mexico comes a whole bunch of German and Austrian immigration, okay? And these guys brought with them this style of beer called the Vienna-style lager. Um, and then they were coming over about the same time that the Pilsners and the light lagers were taking over and in Europe, and the, the, the Vienna lagers were being kind of pushed out of production. Mm-hmm. So it kind of found a home in Mexico, strangely Sweet. enough. Wow. And they're fantastic beers. need to start a beers. podcast about all this shit. Yeah. I may run out. I'm, fr- I'm afraid I'd run out in like two episodes. No. <laughs> no. Um, It'd be just like eight hours long. Two eight-hour <laughs> yeah. long podcasts. Yeah, that'd uh, be fun. Uh, but miniseries, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Um, fun, too. Uh, so the, the fun history on that, but they're fantastic. They, they are malty, and they're sweet, and they go really well with uh, well, Mexican food, for one thing, but there's mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, but 20 years ago, they were considered a dying beer style. Now they're coming back. Now we got more places in the U.S. that are actually making versions of them. Right. Um, uh, but they are just a fantastic beer style. And a little bit, a little bit out there, kind of hard to find. So when you find one, I always jump on it. I give it a shot. Um, so that's the answer question. That's my favorite beer style. But, you know, um, how would this a, one how that would, my father did is just fantastic. It is. Um, how would a peon longer. like us mm-hmm. know that Dos Equis Amber would be a Vienna lager? Some Google. of them are marked fairly well on the bottle. Uh, okay. I think I think uh, Negra Modelo is, is says on their Vienna style lager. Um, um, this yeah. is this is something that I think a lot of people. If there's one thing I could encourage people to do more is when they're out drinking a beer, ask what the style of it is, find yeah. out some background, or try some stuff you've never had. Before, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and keep in mind too that um, we talked about about the breweries in the state and as getting more and more brew pubs going. Okay. Um, keep in mind too that of the 10 highest or best selling beers in Mississippi, only one craft breaks the top 10. Okay. It's Yingling. Okay. Yeah. Everything else is a American pale lager of Mm -hmm. some sort. That's not even brewed in the state. Yeah. That's right. right? right. I think the closest breweries we have to us from the the two big ones are in Georgia. Uh, but nothing's here in the state. And yet we have, we have this um all these my, these yeah. small breweries. England just have, got here as well. I mean, yeah, it has been here. Yeah, we have we have is local people that are passionate about it and they're trying to get a foothold and they're interested in doing this. And um, I think they've been struggling too in the sense of get what this what we mentioned earlier with the distributors and all that stuff and mm-hmm. fighting the laws yeah. about everything. Well, they're not just fighting the laws; they're fighting the fact that um, nine of those top ten beers aren't even they're all the same style of beer right we need to just get folks to try something new so in other words you're oh, saying gotcha. uh, uh change people's palates exactly yeah. and, and change yeah. their expectations or right. challenge their expectations and right. trying to get them to try something new um and go and, and hit up those local places that are working so hard to try and put something new in front of them we need like and, a place uh, with like viking cups in some big Viking hats. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Where like you get Drink a sword. Drink out of a horn. Yeah, yeah, and you eat like a chicken bone. Yeah, that would be cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that could sell. 
This, so, this, this, I think I think someone's getting a a business plan that, for yeah, that yeah, together yeah, right yeah. now. Come talk to us, man. Maybe we can help out. <laughs> that's this is amazing. This this chocolate. Which one you like the best? The chocolate? I, yeah, I like them both. That's a lot, weird for me honestly. to drink a dark beer. Yeah, yeah, these well, are that's really good. good. Yeah. Well, I, I understand it's hot down here, right? You want something refreshing, right? So, totally understand it. Um, but get out of comfort zone a little bit. Try something new. Go to the place where you can talk to the brewmaster, the guy who made it. You know? Yeah, there's gonna be more of them in the future. We get people out to enjoy, it. and yeah. we will have a beer industry down here. Yep, that no one yeah. can believe. And, and these and these uh, breweries down here have that. I know we mentioned Lazy Magnolia. They do. Um, is it First Fridays? I think they do a thing where you can go out there and hang out. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. been to one of them, and it was it was a great time. They had live music. Um, okay. You could you know order all the off their menu. It was amazing. Um, I know. I'm sure Chandelier Brewing does the same thing. Those are the two yeah. that stick out in my mind right off the top. I hate to not mention other ones. Can I put uh, a plug. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Plug it away. What, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be out here this next weekend. This is uh, March 7th. Assuming that I don't know when the podcast is going out. Um, the Gulf Coast Beer and Bacon Festival. Okay. That sounds delicious. And yeah. we're going to be out there. Uh, we're going to have some some beer to sample. We're also going to be doing a live demo. So I'll be brewing on site. Nice. And it'll smell great. That's, yeah. um, is that next Saturday? That's next Saturday. Yes. It's going to be at the Hollywood Warehouse. 20 i'm sorry 3420 giles road in gulfport okay um i'm sure you can find the website on that yeah gulf post gulf coast beer and bacon festival and we're gonna there's gonna be other folks out there i know uh dave from um um puff belly is gonna be out there i know that our buddy from the um craft advisory okay is gonna be out there as okay. well so great place to come out and sample some of these local beers and watch us brew some brewing uh it should be a pretty good time and oh, eat yeah. some bacon and yeah, yeah oh, oh bacon's gonna be out uh, I, I I've already tra- uh, sampled uh, uh, Puff Belly's uh, entrant. It's going to be a how do you put it? It's a bacon infused maple porter. You just I said a bunch of words all in a row that I'm yeah. in. I'm it's in a, on all a, those words. It's so. a dark yeah. beer that he's it? got. He he's he's uh, got some bacon infused maple flavor type stuff in the beer. It's wow. really good. You're just mixing a bunch of stuff together. It there. sounds like it does. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that I love. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like bacon infused, yeah, maple, uh, steak, yeah. fishing, money uh, <laughs> type of thing. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um, one thing, one other thing I want to, I want to ask this, this to me sounds like a, a brewer's festival. Is that the right way to call that? Like uh, a, a hi- highlighting people that, that like to brew beer. Is that, is that uh, a fair assessment? Partially. There's going to be a lot of restaurant. Uh, food okay. stuff there as so well. So is there one, is there anything um, that either y'all do or that occurs here locally mm-hmm. um, that is just a high, uh, a brewer's festival or a highlight of that um, that's on, you know, is, is, am I making sense with that? Yeah, there, there are some around. It, uh, last year we did, um, uh, actually we did several last year with some different uh, different events where we actually had homebrewers come out. It's such giving people. These are folks that will come out to a festival and they will just sample five gallons of something they made, sometimes a lot of it. Uh, just so people who show up to the event can try some homebrew, wow. right? You know, and that's out of money out of their own pocket. And right. uh, last year we did uh, the Nola's, was it Nola on Tap, uh, over at the fairgrounds, and we had nine homebrewers came out, and I think we had twelve beers on tap, and I think we only had like a little bit left. Where at was the this end. at? This was at, in New Orleans. <laughs> okay, um, and there'll be more events like that around, but we yeah. don't. As we, far as I, any local, we really is, don't have. We that need one locally. Yet. We, we yeah. do. We need a local event. We like do. That. Let's um, talk about it. Let's put one on. Let's do let's something. Do let's get some people. I'm game. To, let's do it. Let's set a date like what they got here and uh, get like set a challenge up. Bring people out and like show off what we, what they can do. 
I think that'd be fun. I'd drink it's beer. a great idea. Yeah, if if we get to do some of this and and sample stuff like this, man, oh, that'd yeah. be awesome. That's amazing. If we can get away with it, absolutely yeah. do well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah, the legality of it, I guess we'll have to figure no, I, that I'm, out. But. I'm sure we can handle a beer festival around here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Even sample stuff out and, uh, and and at least start small, and it would be a lot Look, of fun. The to people do around it, so. here, I'm gonna tell you what they like. They like gumbo, <laughs> crawfish, beer. beads, parades, and beer. Yeah, uh, the outdoors. I mean, it's 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 pretty you know easy to. Uh, the, this is a department. Usually, guy who's talking fishing and outdoors that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. It all comes full circle. It's all it's all the same thing, man. Yeah. It's just different I spend so much time in my thing. store. I have not even been able to get out fishing in hey, like two years. Tr- we, we know we, a hey, bunch we, of we, guys. We <laughs> can do another episode right now about that, about all the stuff that we would love to do that we yeah. can't do. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, so look, I'm super glad you stopped by today. I really appreciate it. Thank you very it. much for having us. Where can guys? people awesome. find you online? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeastybeastie.com. Okay. Y-E-A-S-T-I-E. B-E-A-S-T-I-E. Um, I'm glad you spelled that because I would have <laughs> butchered it. Um, right. I'm not spelling it. Uh, what about on Facebook? I know y'all are we, on Facebook. We are on Facebook. Um, but most of the, just come by the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, we will answer your questions. People want to flirt with you first through the phone. That's what they want to do. They want to <laughs> yeah. see you there first, right, and check you out. Mm-hmm. So you're on Facebook. Go there and follow, uh, mm-hmm. find them there. Do y'all have anything on YouTube? Do you have any brew videos on YouTube? I got all? a couple. Uh, I, generally, what I've been doing is uh, when I get new products in, I'll do a product photo or yeah. a video, something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll put that up there. Okay. Um, uh, if I'm gonna plug anyone, plug the Bluxy Order Brewers. Yes, yeah. these yeah. guys. So that, that, hey, that's a Facebook page as well. That's a Facebook page as well. Okay. Um, uh, one of our buddies, uh, Eric Landrum, uh, one of our customers has he he came in a couple years ago completely green, and now he's got a fantastic brewing channel. He's a local guy, lives up in Socher. Uh, Eric's home brewing has got a done a great job putting videos out for folks to, to oh, yeah. go you know go hit go hit the boob page go hit uh, Eric's home brewing <laughs> go buy and see David Puff go Belly. google that though yeah, <laughs> google and, page you might get some um, different results yeah. you weren't expecting um, but there's just so much information out there if you're interested yeah come see us go hit up on these pages up yep. go look at the American Home Brewers Association webpage yeah uh, great videos on there as well um, it's more accessible now than it was 10 years ago and Two years from now, it'll be an order of magnitude even closer. That's Absolutely. Awesome. And look, right here in Diaberville, man, I'm telling yeah. y'all, it's right over here on Mallet Road in Diaberville, yes, uh, across the street from the bowling alley, right there by the Walmart. You're probably going to Walmart yep. anyway for something. So go yeah. check them out. Yep. Uh, send them a message online or something. Check them out there. Uh, I can, Joey, what Where what do can you, think? you find these? Are uh, these we, open to the public? This right here? Like if we wanted to try these, is that open to the public now? No, it's not. Okay. So yeah. we're VIPs. We got to fix that. Well, the answer is, um, uh, you know, those, those brew clubs, those meetings of, of homebrewers we get together. Mm-hmm. That's that's where all this stuff right. gets shared. Okay, okay. But you um, said you're ch- trying to work on becoming a brew. A we group are. Club, right? yeah. In fact, we kind of wanted to have it open by now. Uh, uh, it just hasn't happened that yet. Takes time. Um, Keep but, us up to date uh, if you would, please. Absolutely. Uh, on the podcast. And absolutely. Let's not make this a one-off. Let's do this again. I no. feel like we could talk about a lot. I more I can stuff. bring more of this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We'll just sit here and uh, we'll get a bunch of people in here. We'll t- do some taste testing and some sampling and see That'd what people cool. think. It's easy. We can do thank, it. Look, man. Thank you so much for, awesome, for stopping man. by, guys. Thanks very much for having me, dude. Yeah, it, this no was a, this was a really good time. Uh, we tested two, and uh, I'm giving thumbs up on both. I'm gonna give. Yeah. I'm going to take this. Yeah, he's taking that with him. (laughs) Um, Thanks, everybody, for uh, watching. Thanks, everybody, for listening on the podcast. And uh, until the next one, we'll see you then.